0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Monday, September 27th edition. Of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at F-L-A Panthers. You can follow the national show Locked On NHL. And the Cross Check NHL show. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, the Florida Panthers had two games, not one, but two games that lasted from around 2 p.m. all the way to late, kind of late into Sunday, 9 p.m. The Florida Panthers had a great opportunity for many fans in the region to have a $10 donation where parking was included and you really got to get really as close to the action as possible as the Florida Panthers and the National Predators were able to get this uh, split squad matchup going. And quite a few players did not participate in any of the split squad matchups. And that's what I want to focus this uh, first segment on. First notable player that did not participate in the squad matchup is anton lindell which uh he got injured in the second game of the prospect tournament didn't play in the second excuse me third game the final one to wrap things up against Tampa Bay. and other players that did not play in either of the games were joe thornton assuming it's rest arch bachman radko gudas john ludwig uh Highly touted prospect for the Florida Panthers, Evan Noss, a recent draft pick for the Florida Panthers, and Sergey Bobrovsky as well. No, no word on for Sergey Bobrovsky on whether it's injury related or rest related. But Joe Quenville did talk about how Radko Gudis did pull something, so and he is considered. Uh, not he. Well, not considered day to day. He didn't give a. Uh, he didn't give a status, but he said that he should be fine. But he didn't say whether it was a uh, day to day or not. Let's not forget that Sergey Bobrovsky last year missed really all of training camp with a lower body injury. Nothing was uh revealed on the status of his injury. Missed uh game one of last year's regular season match of Chris Stuger was the opening night starter. And then went right back in for uh game two. And let's not forget that this is hockey. That when it comes to injuries, not many things or anything at all will be revealed when it comes to the injury front, when it comes to really any player at any time. So but one thing I do want to touch on is Lundell's injury after Suffering it in the, once again, second game of the prospect tournament. And now, at this point, it's looking very bleak that he will make the opening night roster due to the injury. And it was a little... I, I questioned whether he was going to make the opening night roster to begin with once the Florida Panthers did, in fact, sign Joe Thornton. And now with the injury not playing a, a preseason game. I, I I mean, there's still plenty of time to him get to get healed, to put the skates on, and to to play. Joe Quenville said, said that it's nothing that's going to be super long-term, but they're not going to re- reveal any details, like I said. So I don't want a situation where Anton Lindell hasn't played a single game in the NHL and coming over here not getting any warm up games for the preseason then throwing him right into the wolves for NHL action right in his uh first season at 19 years old that's not what that's not what I would want that's not what the coaching staff would want and that's not something that the, that the front office would want for their highly ranked prospect or for, for uh, Anton Lindell and if he does need some warm up games in the AHL for AHL Charlotte to get his feet wet a little bit before coming over to the NHL team then i have honestly no issue with that because you don't want want him to be just thrown out there and just and you want him to heal properly, you want him to develop properly as well. So even if it's for a little bit then I honestly have no issue with it. I mean, like I said, nineteen years old, three years on his ELC won't become an RF until the twenty four, twenty five season. Right before that, so th- there's there's no rush to put him in, uh, neither. So th- there so with Anton Lindell, thought it was going to be an automatic lock for him to make it but now that's not looking like it's going to be the case for Anton Lundell and the Florida Panthers. In the next segment, we're going to go over game one of the double header between the Florida Panthers and the Nashville Predators. So keep it right here on Locked on Panthers. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live? Another that lets you stream your favorite shows? You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff? Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by packet. The first game of this uh, doubleheader for the Florida Panthers against the National Predators, the lines look like this. Jonathan Huberto, Sam Bennett, Owen Tippett on the first line. Frank Vitrano, Noel Achari, Patrick Hornquist on the second. Maxi Mammon, welcome back. Zach Dolpy and Alexi Heponiemi on the third line. Fourth line is Justin Nuckbauer, Justin Sordiff, and Seren Noel. Defensive pairings were Mackenzie Wieger and Eric Ekblad. Welcome back, Aaron Ekblad. Second pair was Matt Kirsten and Kevin Connaughton. And then third one is Max Gildon and South Florida native Casey. I want to talk about uh, about two of the players in this lineup right before we break down the game. And one thing that Sam Bennett talked about on Saturday after their uh, practice and scrimmage, talked about Owen Tippett, talked about how his ceiling is very high, how uh, he's very glad to be paired with them. And one thing that I continue to emphasize is That Owen Tippett is a guy who needs to be surrounded around better play. And also, Owen Tippett needs to be a guy who needs to be in that top six in order to succeed more. And, uh, like, obviously, the talent is better around him. And a lot of people, especially on Twitter, were ready to just give up on Owen Tippett. And then we see how. Tippett was able to turn it on later into the season once he was inserted onto the Huberto Bennett line. Aaron Eckblad, uh he had a uh, welcome back, uh big cheer from the crowd. Talked about uh, how much it meant to him hearing that cheer and how much it meant to him to, like, and how much, how crushed he was for not making the, not making the, not playing in the playoffs this, past season. And one thing that really caught my attention during the broadcast of both games, actually Doug Plagans mentioned this in the second game about Aaron Eckblad, while there was a little bit of downtime. He mentioned how Aaron Eckblad spoke about when it came to like rehabbing his fractured leg from what happened on March twenty eighth in Dallas that he spoke about not going home for a long period of time and staying down here in South Florida to rehab to get better to put on the skates talked about how he was feeling better after that 10th week where once the 10th week came around that he was able to put on the skates with no limitations and able to come back a lot stronger and the fact that he I mean, when the first diagnosis was announced, we we spoke about how, oh, Stanley Cup um, semifinals, uh, Aaron Eckblad could be making a return. So this was an uh, an injury that kind of knew that he was going to start the season when the Florida Panthers were eliminated in the first round. So this was, it was expected for Aaron Eckblad to suit up for the start of this season. But as far as the rehab goes as far as not going back home often for a long period of time and him able to focus on his craft, that's something that you love to see out of your number 1 overall pick. And for the the first game of this doubleheader for the Florida Panthers, Sam Montebo started in goal, played two periods for the Florida Panthers. One thing that we did see, and this is a little bit hard to judge with it being split squad for the power play on this one. We saw Mackenzie Weger as somewhat that new quarterback on the power play. And we're going to mention Keith Yandel a few times in this show. And I hope it's the last time that I mention him. But there might be times where I have to mention him again. There might be. And now with Keith Yandel gone, being bought out. And signing a one-year deal for under a million in Philadelphia. So the Florida Panthers had to find that new quarterback on the power play. Not that Yandel was really very productive anyway. So, McKenzie Weger, quarterback on the power play. Aaron Eckblad is back on his uh, spot on the left side near the face-off circle to try to set up a shot right there. And so... That's an experiment that Joe Quenville is trying to do for his team, so we'll see more about when the full squad is together and some of the roster cuts are made in the next coming days. So it was a very quiet first period. Sam Monteville made an an amazing save while on the ground uh, towards the end of the first period, keeping it at 0-0. The... Nashville Predators got out to a fast start in the second period within the first ten minutes. Uh Tanner Janot uh scored out a backhand and Yakov Trennan uh scored shorthanded. The Florida Panthers had a power play opportunity. There was a turnover and they uh they gave up a shorty on this one. And that one you can't blame Keith Yando anymore for it. So a lot of shorthanded opportunities, a lot of breakaway opportunities, but you can't we can't use that excuse anymore. <laughs> so Also, uh, Maxim Mammon got some opportunities on Power Play 2, someone who has spent quite a few seasons from the KHL, one of the few members of the Tom Rowe era, making a second appearance in the NHL. So Florida Panthers are hoping for Maxim Mammon to make a comeback in the NHL. Frank Petrano got right in front of the net on uh, an assist from Patrick Hornquist and Matt Pierstedt, and in the third period, uh, Evan Fitzpatrick was inserted in for the Florida Panthers. Evan Fitzpatrick was a player who played in the ECHL last year for the Vancouver Canucks and their affiliate in Utica. Now Utica is now the affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. Frank Petrano gets on the board again gets a goal, and he snipes it right through. And the Panthers take a 3-2 lead. Matt Kirstead is another player that really has caught my eye for the Cats as really the guy who's going to be like that seventh defenseman starting off. This is a guy who was a coveted college free agent out of the University of North Dakota, and he was able to, the Florida Panthers were able to snag him. Bill Zito called him out by name in a good way of uh praise for the youngster. So Matt Kierstead is gonna definitely be part of this uh rotation as far as defenseman in the lineup for the Florida Panthers at twenty three years old on on the left side. So he's gonna be mixed in definitely. Sir Noel is another player that I mentioned as far as the I, I had a podcast just last week talking about the three the first three rounds of draft pick for the Florida panthers, and I mentioned uh Sarah Noel he's skating both uh on both sides really well and he got the crowd fired up for the the cats as you got uh as a there was a fight right before uh Frank vitrano's third goal of the game uh third goal of the game was. It, power play goal for the Cats and the Predators did send this one to overtime and the Florida Panthers in overtime only needed 46 seconds, only needed one pair. Uh, The pair was Ekblad, Huberto and Sam Bennett. And in just 46 seconds into the overtime, Huberto had a beautiful beautiful pass to set up Sam Bennett and one thing that uh Nick Fairbanks of pantherparkway.com my my colleague two seconds two how many how many did they give up two so not not enough second round picks to give up for uh Sam Bennett has been worth it in the trade. A lot of uh people are wondering can <laughs> Can uh, Sam Bennett keep up that uh, high shooting percentage that he had last year? And I mean, I agree that you, it, I, I'm not sure how sustainable the high shooting percentage is for Sam Bennett. But the chemistry between him and Huberto is just great. They find each other really well, and I don't, I don't expect the shooting percentage to be at The pace that it was last season but let's not forget that Sam Bennett was a bottom six player in Calgary right before coming to the Florida Panthers and coach Q talked about the pass that Hubie had on the overtime winner and he he's saying that was quote that was Wow! 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 He said, "I'm not gonna say it a fifth time." And we talk about how John the Huberdo's passing ability is just one of the best in all of the NHL, and he's the he's the top point getter all time in franchise history for a reason. So his he his ability to find the open teammate and Bennett is a Bennett is a goal scorer, and he and Bennett has a guy on his line who can find him for whenever he needs to score right in front of the net. And Sam Bennett continues to be worth those two second round picks. Let's not forget two second round picks in order to uh, make his impact on the lineup. And in the shootout, Owen Tippett got one past the net in this one, and Owen Tippett just continues to show that he has a place not only in this lineup but in the top six as well. The Florida Panthers went one for six on the power play, outshot the Nashville Predators 36 to 30 in this one. Multi point gains by Sam Bennett, one goal and an assist. Patrick Hornquist got two assists in this one. Frank Ricciano got the hat trick. Pepo Niemi got that one goal and this uh the goalie tandem with uh, Montebo and Evan Fitzpatrick. Not the best. The defense was n- not the best neither in front of them. Uh, though, both goalies had chances to save two of them. Um, both of them happened to be their second goal that they gave up. Both times. Uh, Montebo in the second period and Evan Fitzpatrick in the third. So, there still need to be some development there. Sam Montebo has very little experience in the NHL level and is likely going to be the first one called up for when, in the case that there is an injury for either Sigurd Broski or Spencer Knight. So, the and but the Florida Panthers are very high on Sam Montebo as well. Didn't have the best season in uh, AHL Syracuse last season, but. The confidence is still there for the Florida Panthers that they have formed San Montefiore. I mean, if not, if not, they wouldn't have uh, re-signed them in the first place, so the confidence is still there. In the next segment, we're going to talk about game two of this doubleheader between the Florida Panthers and the Nashville Predators, so keep it right here on Lockdown Panthers. Did you know that Vilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Vilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, Terry Garcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You wanna know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, milk Bars, any anything cookies and cream related why not it's a very obvious choice if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are built bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too check out the macros 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only five grams of sugar in order today, and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. Final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And we're going to be covering uh, game two of this uh, doubleheader between the Florida Panthers and the Nashville Predators. So the lines for the second game of this doubleheader are Verhage, Barkov, Sam Reinhardt, Mason Marchman, Eetu and Anthony Duclair, Ryan Lomberg, Yuhal Amico, Gregor Senko, Logan Hudskill, Paul Schwitt, and Henry Bowlby. Defense pairings are Gustav Forsling and Brandon Montour, Marcus Nunevara and Noah Juleson, and Braden Hachet and Lucas Carlson, with the starting goalie being Spencer Knight and Christopher Gibson to back him up. And one thing I talked about in the first segment was Mackenzie Wieger being the quarterback on the power play for the first game. And in this one, it looked like that Brandon Montour was the quarterback on the power play for this one. And if I had to guess, like, right now, uh, what the power play one and power play two is going to be, I think power play one is going to look something like Mackenzie Wieger, Aaron Eckblad, Alexander Barkov, Sam Reinhart, and Jonathan Huberdeau. The second one, I think it's going to be something along the lines of Brandon Montour, Patrick Hornquist, Sam Bennett, Carter Hagee, Anthony Duclair, something along those lines. Just doing that on the top of my head without um, writing it down. So, But the thing is, you can mix and match uh, for sure from from top to bottom because in both games combined, they went 3 of 11 on the power play. So pretty good percentage if you ask me. So over over 20% if uh i don't know i don't know if my math is correct on uh on uh that one for power play percentage in these uh first two games we'll see more when roster cuts are definitely uh when those happen in the next couple of days of who is going to be more uh mixed and matched based on the power play is concerned one thing i did like to see early and often is anthony duclair once again is using his speed to like create breakaway opportunities for the for the cats and that is something that we talked a lot about last season how speed kills when it comes to uh when it comes to this game and if you're constantly putting the other opposing teams goalies in horrible situations where it's just you against the other guy, then it's beautiful to see. And also here's the thing with Anthony DeClaire. He got paid and we also saw him step up via the one timer on to, towards the right side. The not used to seeing Anthony Duclair uh, take those uh, one timer opportunities, but Anthony Duclair um, on right off a of face off. Uh, Alexander Barkoff and Brendan Montour got assists on it, and Anthony Duclair just uh, gets it through. And that that's one difference in Anthony Duclair's game that we are seeing definitely so far in this One on the power play as well, let's not forget that the second goal of this game was Carver Hagee right on the power play as well. And here is the impact of Alexander Barkov that we consistently talk about here on Lockdown Panthers is that when Alexander Barkov is handling the puck, and Barkov, um, he's mostly known as a goal scorer, while Huberto is more known as the distributor. But don't underestimate. Alexander Barkov's ability to distribute the puck as well, because m- many of the National Predators were just caught uh, puck watching as uh, Alexander Barkov was towards the towards the point on uh, the top of the near the top of the faceoff circle, and Carver Hagee just cuts through the defense. Nobody picks him up, and Alexander Barkov feeds him for for Hagee right in front of the net. In this one, and Verhage gets it past David Riddich for the score. And one thing I want to talk about as well is the Gus Forsling and Brandon Montour pairing, and also the Buffalo guys as well. With Sam Reinhart and Brandon Montour, you you invest in Brandon Montour bringing him in for not a high draft pick. I mean, Brandon Montour wasn't high on bringing him back. Uh was very indifferent actually. You give up a pretty middle of the round middle of the draft draft pick expecting that probably he was going to walk the Florida Panthers like what they saw. He saw that he fit in well with uh Gus Forsling and wanted to bring him back together and also bringing in Sam Reinhart and putting those guys in a better position to succeed and Forsling was able to create rushes as well for the the two defensemen were able to lead a a rush later into the third period together to to try to score they didn't convert but they the chemistry is there to create a rush just them to themselves so that's one thing that we saw in, in the third in the third game of this one and the Florida Panthers in the uh, going back to the Buffalo guys Reinhardt set up a screen for Brandon Montour and then Brandon Montour goes five hole on David Ridditch for the third goal of the game the Florida Panthers go up three one and it's like wow the the Buffalo guys are right back together and they're and they're Fitting in quite well on uh, on the cats, so great to see for for those two in a better situation and uh, converting. And the guys talked about it after the game. They talked about how even though it's preseason, how these games can create a little bit of momentum. And I'm not. I and and when it comes to preseason, I'm just I I'm just not a guy who just gets so caught up in losses. I get more caught up in the teams trying to be better and how they are moving from one side to the other in transition. How are they, uh, how are they picking up their checks? How are they picking up how they're winning their board battles? Not necessarily the score itself, but after the game, uh, Carter Verhage and Sam Reinhart took the podium together side by side on, uh, Talked about their the captain Sasha Barkov and Carver Hagee spoke to the media and answered a few questions about how how great Sasha Barkov is and his amazing plays and Carver Hagee said, "quote I'm used to it. He's got to get used to it." Close quote. So, so it, it's a number one. It's a little bit of a confidence that uh, Carver Hagee has in in his captain and a little bit of a smile between uh both both of them saying that man we really got a good uh situation uh going on here and spencer knight uh spencer knight uh was able to stop 29 of 30 shots a a 960 uh save percentage in this one and was able to just really stop anything that was uh coming his way from, from the Nashville Predators and the the Preds didn't really have a chance. Nine sixty seven say percentage, excuse me, got the number wrong in in his time in this uh second game of the doubleheader. And the Spencer Knight didn't necessarily look great in the prospect tournament, but I I mean, before signing his DLC he didn't look great in, in the NCAA tournament for Boston College too. So it, it again, we can't expect Spencer Knight to be, have full perfection uh, based on every single game he plays. But he, he has learned to, at least from what we've seen, that every single time he's had a somewhat not great game, that he's been able to bounce back and perform well to the to a great level. And we talked about Owen Tippett's ceiling on what he could become. But I also I also think about Spencer Knight's floor on what we've seen already, what we've seen in the prospect tournament, the NCAA tournament with Spencer Knight, and that the the floor is very high for Spencer Knight. That even if he regresses a little bit, that it's not going to be to the point that it's going to be catastrophic, and he's going to. Still have that ability to bounce back even when he does have a bad game. The points in this one were Barkoff with three assists, Sam Reinhart with two assists, Brandon Montour had a goal and two assists in this one. Anthony Duclair got a goal via the one timer. The Florida Panthers went two for five on the power play. Shots on goal were equal at thirty, and the Florida Panthers sweep the doubleheader between them, and the National Predators. So the Florida Panthers got off to a great start, a lot of momentum-building things when it comes to the first two games in this sweep. The Florida Panthers will be heading to Dallas on Wednesday to play against the Dallas Stars at the American Airlines Center. No word on whether that game will be televised, or on the radio for this preseason game for the Cats. But if there is, I will definitely be back to break it down, talk about it, see what I like, see what I didn't like. And there'll be likely be roster cuts as well from now in between Wednesday. Today on Monday, it's an off day for the Cats. So... There should be a little bit of more announcements on based on who is making the first round of cuts and we'll be here to talk about it. And the Florida Panthers then will be back right at home against the, the same Dallas Stars on Friday. So I will be here to cover that. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guest game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, and Lee Sterling, Locked in the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.he. wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.